imagine if like production lasted as long as pre-production. Well, <laughs> I'm glad it doesn't. I know. I mean, it eventually, can. if we do a full movie, it, it will. But yeah. Um, but hopefully, we'll be getting paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Everyone else got paid. And, and maybe not shooting in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, that might happen. Yeah, that might happen. Everyone, welcome to the Take 43 podcast. Let's get this going. Let's do it. My name is Aaron Colborn. And I'm Drew Williams. And uh, this is our uh, podcast, and welcome to it. All right, so night one. Yeah, we're just gonna get full into the production. Just jump right into it. I mean, we had uh, we we wrapped our pre production. Um, I think on I think probably on the Tuesday before we shot, we started shooting on Thursday, and so we had just like a little break. I'd been doing so much producer stuff that I was really excited to kind of get back into the creative side. So in between finishing pre production and starting production. I spent some time, I sat down with the script and the storyboards and tried to get back in the creative headspace a little bit, as well as like listening to uh, all the music that was, that's in the movie. Right. Just yep. to kind of get, just to kind of get me back there. Yeah. Good soundtrack for the film. And we already knew that prior to mm-hmm. going in, but you did something really smart for the first night of shooting. And that was one location. One location. Yeah. One of the things we learned on Paper Cutter, and we've talked about this before, is our first day was way, way too big in, in, in lots of different ways. First of all, I mean, it was our, it was our biggest scene which probably should have been broken into two days um 16 actors uh yeah, it was like six or i think there was like there was like 10 actors and like 10 crew or something like that so it was just a, it was a really big production being my first time directing i don't think i understood that it makes more sense to kind of ease into the shoot was so so that's the way we scheduled this our our easiest night was our first night which was it was a rooftop scene it was just a one location with two actors so we could really spend our time focusing in on on just that instead yeah. of having to like worry about like all these million different things like getting every single extra into makeup and hair and, and stuff like that yeah we all uh charla um was the only one that went to makeup alexa did her own hair and makeup and so it really allowed us to kind of get going quickly yeah and get everybody a chance to just kind of like ease into it yeah i think that was key word there is easing into it yeah and, I, and that, that helps so much from uh just on my side of things too uh i think it comes with experience as well and just doing it the way that you were saying but just easing into it two actors mm-hmm. we knew what we were supposed to get we had our minimal crew there of what we needed we had bts there and we were there one location we just moved some lights around multiple yep. times and you know, filming this kind of one scene that takes place throughout the whole movie yeah. is this really important conversation. And we were able to cheat those locations and angles yeah. to one location, but we, it, it's hard to explain almost. Yeah. That one I knew uh, was going to be a bit of a, a, a challenge um, because so the, the scene, they're kind of like leaning on this, uh, this rail kind of hanging over the edge of the building almost. So, and it's know, like 35 stories or something. 11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But close. Yeah. You're close. You're, it's, uh, it's tall building. Right. Well, but so what we needed to do, I mean, if, since they're kind of facing off the edge of the building, it's not like for our, like, uh, like our master two shot from the front. It's not like we could just like get on the other side of the railing. So, yeah. and, and, and also I wanted to really take advantage of, um, of the, the lenses that we had the serial lenses and get as much of this and, and just the location in general, uh, just get as much of like kind of the surrounding lights and stuff like that. The little, you know, flickers in the background and use like the, it, it, this movie is very much about like the city. And so I wanted to make sure that we saw a lot of that and really felt that. So, you know, what we did for the, you know, we, we shot kind of like an extreme wide that was kind of from the side that we were on the fire escape and then uh, shot like our coverage as like behind coverage instead of in front coverage. But so what we wanted to do for our front two shot, we actually uh, drew you out a couple shorter C stands and then drilled some holes into a two by four and put on there. And so that acted as the railing and just planning on framing 
you know, framing above uh, the railing. Where their elbows were, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, so we had to cheat that because behind the, and also behind them actually um, where they were standing was just like a wall. And so like right. just looking right at a wall is not very exciting. So wanted to use those lights more. We kind of moved them so their backs were, you know, they're only about a foot away from a railing behind them. Right. So it did kind of, like it did, you know, if you think about it and you're watching and you look at the geography, it's almost kind of like they're on just like one square of yeah. <laughs> roof. But, you know, really you don't ever no, see it, the top of that. So right. it works really well. The blocking was great. Oh. Right on. Yeah, it was good, and we were able to cheat that super mm-hmm. easily. And there's a, one of the uh, one of the characters kind of walks away at the end uh, to leave, and you had the great idea of using the fire escape for that as well. So even though right. she's on, we're on the other side of the building, she walks away. When we cut to her angle, um, she's right by this this fire escape and walks down it to leave. It was like a great idea, but yeah. again, like it was like fifty feet away though. Yeah, it was like oh yeah, it's a long ways away. And so, but you know, movie magic can only show people what you want them to see. I think the point of that is we were able to utilize every corner of yeah. the top of that roof and it really made it feel a lot bigger yeah. than it actually is. Definitely. And it was just an awesome way to start night one. Mm-hmm. Production went really smooth. It was just a night. Everyone was super hyped because yeah. we were getting going. The nerves really didn't set in. It, it, it really didn't. I no. mean, uh, before, you know, every day before shooting, like leading up to it, there's like the anticipation nerves. But as soon as I stepped on set, like all of that went away. And I think a lot of it has to do with the experience of, of having done paper cutter. Um, and this time having such a smaller cast, having a more, our, our pre-production played into that so much, I felt prepared. Right. Whereas like with a lot of, some of the stuff in paper cutter, I didn't really feel very prepared for. Right. But, uh, this one, uh, felt very prepared going into there, knew what we were doing and again, knew what the next thing, uh, we were doing was as well. And so that just eased a lot of that. And I could really just focus on being creative and trying to direct them. Yeah, I could tell. And I, there was a point where it was really loud cause there was like, a, yeah. there's a couple It's on main street. And even though we are 11 stories up, not mm-hmm. 33, um, that, uh, there were some clubs around yeah. the area and it was really loud cause it was like, you know, midnight one in the morning mm-hmm. and, um, I think you were communicating with BT, just making yeah. sure we got everything. Cause I know they were labbed and then I know that there was a boom going. So our audio engineer yeah. was able to get really good sound. I think there was a concern at one point. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was getting loud enough a couple of times where it, um, it distracted the actors. They mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. actually stopped in the middle of one take cause Charlie was like, it's like, it's so loud. I'm sorry. I'm just having a hard time. Like kind of, Keep, and I, I totally get that. Like that, that she's got like a pretty focused. badass, like, yeah, she's very role. intense in it. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like, she very much had to be on her game to do it. And she did an amazing job, a relatively easy night, but there's, we talk about this all the time. There's always going to be some kind of problem. And that was our problem that night was, was the natural audio around us, but it was just a matter of, and it's not like we could just stop or something like that. So we did a few things to try and help with that. One was, you know, I mean, obviously you're always going to do multiple takes, but I did probably one more than I normally would have just to give us as many options as possible to cut around the sound. Um, as well as just kind of like keeping in touch with BT and just saying, you know, making sure I'm like, are we good? Do we need to do something else. And then at the end of the night, I went with uh, BT, Charla and Alexa. We went down into the studio and just just recorded their lines in there in a nice, quiet environment, just as like another backup. Yeah. So say Smart. like the audio is completely unusable from the roof. We have that to pull from. And then, you know, very last resort would be, you know, doing some ADR in post, which I, I don't think we're going to have to do. BT, yeah. he's got some new tools and he said he, he, he went and tested some of them out after that night. Cause he, he was still nervous about it, uh, but tested out and said that it did an amazingly good job of getting rid of the noise. It's, it's some weird thing with like aligning the phases from the two different micro 
microphones and then being able to cancel each other out or something is super, oh, cool. yeah, super technical. I don't think I fully understand it no. or understand it at all. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> but, sound like but it. yeah, but but it's it's just really important to keep in contact with um, keep the lines of communication open with your crew and especially in this case, audio guy. Just you know, they might be nervous to tell you about something, so you know, ask the question if you need to. Right. Yeah. Well, in between all of that, we were super hyped and we wrapped, and then. Dave, one of the producers, comes up mm-hmm. to us and says, I made a mistake. Yeah, uh, it was it was an accident, but we had, so the second night of shooting was going to be uh, the night where we had the process trailer and the car on it driving around the city. And in order for to do that, we needed permits. Well, somehow the wrong date, and, and to be fair, kind of easy because we're, we were straddling days. Um, yeah, like we were working, you know, we're starting, starting day. on one day, finishing on a, another day totally. and the days just got kind of messed up. And, uh, as I mentioned before, I learned a lot about permits, uh, through this right. and that it takes a certain amount of time cause it has to go through a judge and be signed off on and stuff. So we couldn't just change the dates on the permit. Right. Um, so for we, the next night for the next night. Yeah. So we ended up having to cancel that day of shooting, which was at the time heartbreaking yes. um, and really frustrating. Um, and move it to the following Thursday. Luckily, though, we all, I mean, we all hopped into action that morning after having a couple hours of sleep and were able to pull together a new shoot day in under a week. Yeah. And um, in under a day. Or I mean, like in under a week away from right. there. But yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we pulled it together in a few hours. I mean, that was like uh, rescheduling the trailer, rescheduling all the actors, rescheduling the crew, a couple rental, a couple issues. rentals, yeah. things like that. And so, um, like, very proud of us for being able to pull that together so quickly. But in the end, and we'll talk about this when we get to that night finally, ended up being for the best because we then we ended up getting a break since we were doing all night shooting, ended up getting a break on that day and coming into the final two days of shooting much more fresh. And I think it helped out a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. So our, our next night that we ended up actually shooting was a, a warehouse. Yeah. So night two, we, I guess it was, it would have been night three. Yeah. But now, now it's night two. Yeah. So yeah. now we started on a Thursday night. Now it's Saturday night. And then we go into, uh, around seven o'clock and we meet at this warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a t-shirt printing shop. So lots of yeah. big equipment and like lots of stuff. Yeah. And it, it, one of those places that, um, where I say, you know, a lot of times that, uh, you know, you pick good locations and it brings a lot of production value to a movie. This place was very much that. Yeah, it was great. Um, Cause it had a very, it had a very cool like feel to it. It felt like a very real place, but also not necessarily a place that everybody gets to see all the time. You know, we've done it in a, a parking garage. Everybody sees parking garage. It's not right. really that impressive, but you see something like this and it's different and everybody's like, Oh, well, like that's kind of cool looking. They did they had these big old machines and stuff like that. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on in there. And when we first arrived, there was boxes of t-shirts that were you know, a, getting there's sent a forklift to their, parked in there. <laughs> there's forklifts and pallets of t-shirts yeah. and things that, you know, were getting sent to clients that were done and then stuff hadn't been printed on it. And when we first walked in, I was like, this is a mess yeah. and it spent, we had to spend the first hour mm-hmm. moving everything around. Yeah. Which we'd planned on. That's why we showed up there when we did. Right. Um, to but it was just, time. we had, but it was build, a lot, it was a lot of stuff. We had to build our stage. Yeah. We had to build our stage within, within an hour. And then once the crew put everything back at the end of the night, not to jump too far ahead, it didn't even look like the same place. No. So we took this place, made it our own stage mm-hmm. and was able, we were able just to get some amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool because it had a big, uh, like a garage door that we could pull a car into and then where we'd set the main action, which was kind of like where the headlights were shining. It was, it was, it was kind of the perfect distance, kind of perfect setup for the scene. So yeah. that, that ended up going really, really well. It was really fun to be in that warehouse too, because it was easy to source. Cause we have a lot of like 
deep saturated colors mm-hmm. for the lighting and stuff. And we were able to source those colors really well. You know, I used a green lighter studio up top from the stairwell. It looked like an exit sign. I had some flickering light going on in some corners because it looked like an old warehouse. Right. And that, that's a really cool little effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything where they, when they were standing in front of the uh, headlights, obviously that those headlights are low and kind of hitting their legs. But mm-hmm. when they're, you know, it's above their head, I was able just to blast like, you know, 6K light right. to the back of their head. It made it look like it was natural light. Right. And then we had this big orange light in front of them because it was just warmer, light, like like 3200. Yeah. And everything, there was all this mixed match colors and everything going on and it worked so well. It looks so cool. And also not to mention we had the, you know, in several scenes, the uh, the car headlights pointing directly into the camera. Right. And with those anamorphic lenses, just got this laser beam, you know, yeah. across light the, streak. Yeah. Which, you know, so it's, nice. it's I, I love anamorphic flares. It's so easy once when you have it on a camera to just want to put it in everything totally and so we definitely had to like pull ourselves back a couple times like okay maybe the shot won't have any flare and we'll try to not because just because it does look so cool it does and it's easy to do and it's like Mm -hmm. it's pretty unique yeah yeah it definitely is one thing on that night that i i I think i really learned uh, in the scheduling before it uh, because it's it's that scene is actually kind of where the end of the movie happens where so there's like a big emotional scene in it the way we arrange the shots is not just for there's a couple you have to take so many things into consideration so like you want to keep the amount of times you're like switching sides of the scene to a minimum to kind of help your your setups you're not having to constantly rearrange lights like in a big way yeah um so that's important but then the other thing you have to take into consideration when there's you know emotional scenes like this is when do you want your actor to do them and so with alexa i wanted her big her big emotional thing to be at the very end of the night which is also like the very end of the film Right. Yeah. It's very end of the film. And well, cause you know, she, she goes through something that's super big and emotional. She's going to be kind of spent and might have a hard time kind of rewinding to the earlier spot in the scene. Right. So what we did is we shot the, and this is based on, on the side of the uh, scene that we were shooting. We shot the, like the final sequence up to a point right before like the big emotional scene and then jumped back to the beginning of the scene, shot that and then shot the big emotional um, scene at the very end of the night. Right. So just, there's lots of things you have to take into consideration when deciding your shooting order yeah. and, and that warehouse specifically, cause like the, uh, like the rooftop, it could just happen just in the order that it, you know, happens, yeah. you know, no big emotional thing, but just all these different things you have to take in consideration. Well, we were clear in the room of other actors and right. things like that because this was such an emotional scene. Yeah. And we actually minimized crew. Yeah. We, we took out as many people. I wanted to keep the tone very chill. I want to give Alexa the, the, cause you know, she was, she was stepping outside of her comfort zone too, to do it. And so I wanted to be able to give her the privacy to really, um, go to that place without right. having to be worried about, you know, other people being around and stuff like that. And I, and I think it worked. I, I think it worked for her and I think it worked for us also. We were having so much fun on set and making jokes and laughing, which is a great thing to do, but this was a really heavy scene. And I know at one point you were like, Hey, let's, let's dial back the tone a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, cause I, you she know, was I'm, trying to get ready for it. You exactly. Know? I mean, we're like, we're, we're fun people. Like we goof around and joke around a lot and most of the time that's fine. But the last thing I want to do is, is, is for it to affect the tone of the film and especially affect the actor that's trying to do it. And so as much as I want to just goof around constantly on set, um, yeah, that one, I felt like it, I felt like it was important to kind of dial back the, uh, uh the goofing around just yeah. for that. And I hate doing that because I'm, you know, somebody tells me to stop goofing around. I'm like, Ooh, you know, my boss, you know? Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, just, you have to get in your headspace a little bit though. Yeah. It, but it, it was good. I think it, I think it will definitely show in the, in the tone of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I think, well, the car battery died too. Oh yeah. So yeah, the, we had a car, uh, our, uh, our intern, Howard Hong, we actually ended up using his car for the, uh, for the scene and, uh, you know, 
we had it pulled into the garage and needed the lights on. And so we would try and like turn them off whenever possible, but we didn't really think too much about, uh, about starting the car in between takes to give it a chance to charge up a little bit more. And in middle one scene, the lights just, just shut off. That's right. And so, um, we had to, luckily somebody had jumper cables. So we were able to take the car outside and jump it and let them run the, run the, uh, super minor glitch, but super minor glitch, just a little but thing. it set us behind a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. But what we also did is we improvised. Yep. Um, and I think we changed the scene we were doing one where we didn't actually see the car, but we saw the headlights and ended up using the Kinos to, um, to emulate the, the car lights. We and just put it on the ground. We just put them on the ground and then so. kept our lighter studio hair lighting mm-hmm. just yep. behind them over their heads. This was literally enough just to fill that void. Yep. And yep. didn't supply a ton of light, but yeah, uh, just enough. A, just enough to make it look like it was ambient light. Yep. Yeah. And that was like really our only hiccup for the day, which, you know, was shocking, but <laughs> totally agree. So an, another thing that I think, think is important and, and you kind of talked about this at the beginning, how we had to basically go in and like move all our stuff around and, and clear a place for us to, to shoot. So I think it's really important, especially because these guys, the owner of the the company was really, really cool. And he didn't, all we had to do, um, all we had to pay, they didn't make us pay a location fee. We paid one of their employees to hang out uh, there while we shot. And so I I thought it was really important to, to be respectful of the space. So, you know, treating it well, not messing stuff up, not just like pulling things off the walls or whatever. Or if you do taking pictures and making sure they go back. So like when we first came in, I took pictures of where all the boxes were. Right. So we moved it. We were able to put it back. And at the end of the night, I gave my phone to Dave and he, you know, saw where everything was and was able to put everything back. Um, but because they were so cool and they just wanted to help out, like they're, the owner was just stoked to, to be helping us, you know, make some art. And so I, I think it's really important to just be respectful of the spaces that you end up using. Also, because, yeah. you know, what if we got done and like, say we, uh, we didn't, but say we had, you know, a, a camera failure and we lost a couple uh, shots that we really, really needed and need to go back for pickups. Right. And what if, what if we completely screwed something up there and the guy's like, I don't want you guys coming back and yeah, shooting anything no way. as it is now. If we, if we asked him and would we willing to pay the employee for a couple hours or whatever, I guarantee he would let us come back and shoot some more. If totally. we to pick something up. You leave on a good foot and then uh, if you need to, you can utilize the space and you know, maybe we'll use them for shirt production. It's possible. Well, they, um, well, they also, I mean, if you looked at, I mean, you saw the rest of the place. There's a lot of spots in there that would make really oh, cool. Yeah. Their break room had like that super old, like uh, I think it was like a Coke machine or something yeah. like that. But even their break room was cool looking. And they had this other room that had like these really green lights. It totally. looked really cool. So we used know, an eighth of their space. Yeah. And there was, there was so much like if you, if you're uh if you dig like dilapidated, like warehouse stuff, like yeah. this place was perfect. Yeah. And those are the, you know, those are the things you can look out for when you're on a location, especially if you got it free and it was cheap, like, mm-hmm. and you're just paying that employee, like yeah. go look around. I mean, you know, if, if respectfully go look around and, you know, keep in mind things for the next film. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just every person that, you know, you don't normally come into contact with um, that you do for a film every good experience because people, people are very interested in, in, in filmmaking, you know, they think it's something that not everybody can do. And so, uh, you know, bystanders, uh, look at it and they're like, Oh, this is, this is very cool. And they're very interested in it. So every person you leave with a good impression of you, you're basically gaining a fan. Yeah, totally. You know, like I guarantee, uh, this guy will be interested in seeing the movie when it's out. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. It was, so we went in there charged, man. Like well, again, because we'd had the previous day off when we weren't planning right. on it, we were all rested up. And I mean, the, the, uh, the process trailer night was really, really fun. But until we got, before we got to that, um, I thought the warehouse night was the most fun. We just had a yeah. blast and everything went so smoothly. And we were like the stuff we were getting, we had a couple, um, of our, uh, friends slash associate producers that chipped in some money come totally. and hang out on set. Yeah. And like, they were just like, they couldn't believe, you know, the stuff we were doing. Cause I, I, I think a lot of people still, um, you tell them you're making a movie 
And I think they underestimate and they, they expect to see, you know, when they've seen other friends, you know, quote finger quotes, you know, make movies. Whereas we were like really making a movie, you right. know? So they, they were, they were really stoked. My parents came by for a little bit. Yeah. It was cool. We had like a little zone where people could come in yeah. just like producers who donated. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one guy said, man, I've never seen yeah. people work together so yeah. well or something. That yeah. Was really yeah. My friend, Sean, he, uh, he came by, they gave a little bit of money and we, he and I were in the military together. So he's no like stranger to, you know, things being uh, poorly Uniform. organized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but he, like he, he told me, he texted me the next day and he said, he said, honestly, dude, it's been a long, long time since I've seen a team that worked together as well as yours did. Dude, that's and great. Like, that's ma- a huge massive, compliment. massive compliment. I mean, again, like that goes back to the pre-production. Like we were all set. We were all on the same page. We knew what we were doing. And I think, as, as a director, that's a big part of my job is making sure everybody knows what we're doing. I mean, you just knew because we talked about everything into the ground, but like, yeah, but everybody even, you know, I mean, I, we, I was doing my job. Mm-hmm. My crew was doing their job. Mm-hmm. You were doing your job, but nobody was confused about what was going on. Correct. And that's the, that's yeah. most the actors weren't confused. The crew wasn't confused. Everybody knew even, even if they didn't know at one time, they'd be like, all right, what's next? As long, I just, as long as I knew and totally. could tell and could tell everybody. So it's just, as a director, it's just very important to have answers of people ask you questions. Like, I think that's honestly 90% of directing is what I've realized is being able to answer questions for people. Yeah. Because the moment that you're like, Oh, you know, I don't know. Like, Hey, what is the scene going to look like? Oh, I don't know. You know, like Shut, you're, you're going to start losing yeah. people's confidence. Yeah. You got to act at least like, you know what you're doing. You have to at least act like, you know what you're doing. Oh, Cause I mean, do you think that hundred percent of the time, like I actually knew what I was doing? No, absolutely not. Most of the time. <laughs> uh, check please. <laughs> check please. <laughs> but you know, as, as long as I appeared and I usually, you know, five minutes later fully, uh, had my grasp around whatever question I was answered. But if, as long as I could, you know, be like, Oh yeah, I'll answer that for you. You know, one second, let me go run and do this real quick and I'll come back uh, to you. And as long as you make sure to always come back and have an answer for him. Uh, yeah. People will, will still be able to keep on humming right along. Exactly. So we packed up the trucks, uh, left about three 30 in the morning. Yeah. I was back home by four, went to sleep until, whenever I, I actually ended up getting a pretty good night's sleep that and i was Did i was you? surprised yeah because i had a hard time falling asleep because i was so amped up yeah um but once i finally that happened asleep, most the nights yeah for sure. same oh yeah because i mean this is all the stuff i'd seen in my head for a year yeah and like finally being able to like get home load it on a computer and then be like oh, i'm just gonna go to bed instead of looking at it you right. know i couldn't not you look gotta at it. you gotta back it up too yeah. right yeah yeah so yeah, I had you were remote. sending me screen grabs i think that night or yeah. that morning <laughs> yeah and you were like yo yeah look i don't this yeah i'd already like there's a couple uh instances i guess it was on the next night where yeah. Like I sent you guys a sequence like the next morning. Totally. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. Night one looked amazing. Yeah. It was night two though, that things really started looking like it was coming together. Yeah. I think we, we set up shots that we looked at in the monitor and we would just look at each other like, Holy oh, shit. Is this yeah. actually what our shot looks to- like? Totally. It looks so good. Pretty yeah. impressed. Yeah. When, when you impress yourself like that, you know, it's going to be a good night. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're our own biz- biggest critics. So right. if we're, if we see something and we're stoked about it, that means well, I remember I the, we're on the right track. The, bystanders like the viewers that we mm-hmm. let in to the like you know to watch us work mm-hmm. i remember them being like holy shit yeah like they were like this doesn't look like where we're standing yeah hold on you're not shooting this with a handy cam yeah <laughs> definitely not <laughs> Back to what I was saying, woke up around 10, went back into set at 6.30 was the call time. And this round on day three was super fun. Oh, we were so excited for this location. Because we got to shoot in a video store. Yeah, an actual real working video store. Like a video rental store. Yeah. uh, Which is amazing because it's the only one left in Utah. 
Oh, is it really? Yep. I that's, mean, that's not surprising, I yeah, guess. But the Tower Theater rents videos. But they do, but they're a theater. They're not, not a, a yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, not, this it is an old school open. video store with you know with a uh, staff picks and yep. stuff like that. It's very it's very old school. They had, gumball they, machines and candy. They, and, yeah, they posted on their Instagram the other day. They were showing off their their candy wall and they, nice. like we got brand new shipment of candy. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I love that stuff. That's good content. Yeah. Well, what was cool is as soon as we walked in, I said. Hey everyone, take off your mask and smell the fresh air <laughs> because there is nothing better than the smell of a video store. Oh man. And uh, it brought me back. It smelled like a blockbuster. It smelled mm-hmm. like my local hometown video one store and it just set a vibe. Like you could be in a bummer mood and you just look around for a couple seconds and you see your favorite movie right there. Right. And I, I remember picking up like a couple, like when we were in between takes and just reading the backs of the cases because I oh, haven't yeah. like read a case. In I know so how long. often you just pick up a DVD case and yeah. like look at it. Like almost never. I mean, everything I watch now is pretty much streaming. Yeah, exactly. So you don't, there's not really boxes to look at. It set such a good vibe for the start of the night, smelling mm-hmm. that video air. And then I, it was just a cool spot. I bought, I bought a t-shirt. From I know the you, bought, kid. you bought the last t-shirt actually. <laughs> Damn right. I did. Cause I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a top, Pat video shirt and I wore it throughout the whole night because we were shooting again behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So it was cool just to like link that together. Yeah, that's super cool. And the, uh, again, they didn't charge us a location fee, right? Um, all they wanted us to do is pay, uh, Cade, who was awesome. One of their employees. Cool yeah. Super cool kid. Just again, just liking to, you know, hang out and, and see what we we're doing. Um, and so they just, they wanted their, wanted their name to be seen totally. And which was totally totally fine because the outside of it uh the sign fit the mood they had, they had a big neon sign that was green and purple and that was one of the biggest parts of choosing that location mm-hmm. yeah just because we didn't have another video store to choose right from in the state of utah <laughs> well i mean it wasn't even originally going to be a video store i think the first draft just had it in like a so it was like a grocery an, store it was it? like a it was like the back room of like an it was like the office oh, yeah. of, of like a, a warehouse or yeah something. you wanted it in the back room yes at one point and i was like dude no yeah what are you doing man absolutely not we're <laughs> gonna do it right down the aisle mm-hmm. and yep. it was so much better and it was it, it looked amazing yeah what we were able to do though is Again, there were two original uh, neon light beams going across the whole front of the building. It was green and purple, like a pinkish purple. And they put off no ambient light. So if you are in front of the sign, you don't see any of the color. Mm -hmm. But the first shot of that video store, um, we were able to source that light. So I took all the Lighter Studios and I matched the color sources and I would literally blast the building and it made it look like those neon strips yeah. were blasting all of that light. Yep. So what that allowed us to do is we set the tone externally outside. And then once we cut into the video store, you're seeing like the same color. That and, light is sourced now yep. and we can really exaggerate those greens and yeah. those like pinkish purples. And then that way it really plays into what we're shooting. Yeah. So that whole in that interior scene yeah. is just neon as hell, but it's sourced from outside window. Light. Right. It's stylized, but it doesn't Absolutely. feel over the top because we've already seen where the lights are coming from. Exactly. And I made sure to do that throughout the entire production. Yeah. Yeah. And, you and, did a great job with that. Yeah. And you wanted it to look kind of neon and mm-hmm. drivey, yeah. but you have to have a source for those lights. Absolutely. And I think the video store was one of my favorite ways to source yeah, that light. Yeah, that was really cool. I know there was a couple times where I'm like, hey Drew, can we put it like a light here? And you're like, that doesn't it's not coming from anything, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because you're, you're like, like put stupid. it on this side. And I was like, dude, you should just stick to your day job. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you stick to directing? Uh, leave the cinematography to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well we, we had to like take out um DVD cases on one yeah. side so the light could like shoot through the aisle. That's right. It's just a little things that we had to do to like really make it uh stand out and, yeah. and really, you know, show the light off. And yeah. I, I just I love that scene. I love that day of shooting. Yeah. It was Uh, so much fun. It was so cool to be in a video store. Like, I think I looked back at you and I was like, 
this shit is insane. Like yeah. What we're doing. Yeah. You get those few moments of clarity when you're in the middle of shooting something, especially something that's a little bit, a little bit wild. And you just kind of stop for a second. And you're like, what in the world yeah. are we doing? I'm on, I'm sitting on three Apple boxes in a wheelchair <laughs> with an armor man rig on and a Ronin. And I have like three monitors hooked up, up to me. Mm-hmm. I have a V mount battery on my back and I'm, I'm getting pushed down a video aisle. It's such a narrow aisle. Too. It, I mean, we were going to get a, we were going to get a, a, a dolly, but right. I'm glad we didn't because it wouldn't have even fit down that aisle. It wouldn't. No, you're right. It wouldn't have. Yeah. And we would have had to have moved it over mm-hmm. and that would have been more work and more time yep. lost. Man, the fact that we were able to squeeze that whole gimbal rig in between the aisle yeah. with me setting, getting wheeled through mm-hmm. that shot. I it saw looks, the test shot. It looks so cool. It looks so cool. Yeah. Especially because we're using, what, do we use the 50 millimeter on that? No, we use the 35. We oh, we did use the 35 yeah, on that. Yeah. Well, anyway, it looks really cool. Uh, the since it's so narrow, just the yeah. uh, the perspective of seeing the 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 boxes go by the sides. It's it's a very cool scene, and I can't wait for everybody to see it. It's a minute and a half long. Yeah, it's a minute and a half. One long. It's a single shot. Minute and a half long, uh, single take. Yeah. Which again, like you know, we 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 definitely stretched ourselves on this. We did. We had several several really long takes. Um, but again, it's gonna be one of those things that that hopefully helps it stand out a bit. Yeah, that was like again. It just kind of reminded me of when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, going into a video store while your mom is tanning in the video store because yep. they have tanning beds. Right. <laughs> you're like, I want to make movies and you're looking at the cases uh-huh. and then a handful of years later, you're looking at video yeah. boxes while you're making a movie. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It's definitely, uh, I try to not lean too heavily on nostalgia, but this is a very nostalgic film in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And because, that, yeah, I mean, the amount of time I spent in video stores when I was a kid, you know, like when I was forming my love of filmmaking, I mean, I spent so much time just like trying to pick out the perfect movie to watch for that night and, you know, discovering things like I remember, you know, video stores where I first got Reservoir Dogs, which is one of the, yeah. you know, the biggest, like most formative movies for me. Totally. Yeah. I feel like honestly not a ton went wrong that night. No. Like I don't have many <laughs> critiques. Most nights, nothing. The only thing wrong. I can think that went wrong is one of my crew members was a vegetarian and they oh, got yeah. a chicken burrito. That's and then, right. so we just had to order the vegetarian option. Pretty, pretty small. Pretty, bum. <laughs> I'm not too worried. <laughs> Compared to what could yeah. have gone wrong. Yeah. Like that's pretty small. I think uh, Leah, the producer handled that very easily and well, it wasn't too uh, big of a hiccup in our night, but it is, a, it is a very, and I think one of the first things that somebody told me about directing said, there's really only one rule feed the crew. Yeah. Feed the crew. Make yeah. sure they, I mean, for a couple of reasons. One, just to keep, them, to keep them happy. It is an easy rule. But you'd be surprised how many people don't really bother too much with it, especially on smaller productions. Well, we had weird hours too. And we had weird so hours. So you were yeah. supposed to be, you were supposed to come with a full belly, but then you could have like that midnight late yeah. snack. Yep. That but fourth it, meal. Yeah. Well, and, and I think is especially important, you know, shooting overnights like we did because everybody needs to keep their, ener- their energy up. Totally. And you need food in order to do that. That's right. So then we came finally, you know, after finishing on Sunday, uh, which, you know, it, it was a little anticlimactic because that was supposed to be our final day of shooting. So we, it, I was really looking forward to having been done with the shoot by then, but knowing that we had, we now had our, our rescheduled day that like three Thursday, days later, yeah, like three days later. But again, what it did help us do is we were all able, we had multiple days to kind of like pull ourselves back together and get rested up so that, you know, for, Cause the, the trailer night was going to be our hardest night. Right. Um, and just the most kind of moving parts, like literally <laughs> like, yep. and figuratively. And so I think it was, it ended up being a really good thing that we, uh, it was kind of on an Island of its own to shoot, uh, you know, by itself instead of having like crazy night shoots the day before and the day after and stuff like that. I think it actually ended up being a really good thing that we had to reschedule it. Right. You know, this was the day that I was probably most nervous about. None of us had shot on a presses trailer. We basically understood what was going on, but we just, 
kind of didn't know what to expect. You know, you didn't, you don't know if you're going to get, you know, I kind of expected we were going to get a driver. There was some like, you know, 19 year old that just wanted to be salty and smoke cigarettes all the time. Right. Um, luckily we got Ron. Uh, Ron's the man. Ron, he was basically, he was our driver and basically our grip for the night. He was our, he's a professional grip and he's a stunt man too. Oh, he's a stuntman also. Yeah, and his dad was too. I believe, I believe that. Yeah. But Ron, uh, Ron was the man. Ron was, cause I, I, I talked to him beforehand a couple days before, uh, when we find out, found out he's going to be our driver. And I told him, I said, look, you know, we, we don't have experience doing this specific thing. Like we've shot plenty of stuff, but we, none of us have ever shot on a process trailer. And so he kind of walked me through what the process would be like and what he's able to do. And then on, on set that day, just really helped out so much instead of, he wasn't just a driver, which is oh, kind of, no, no, he was yeah, the full on he, he did so much more. He yeah. pulled the car onto it and then he was able to lock it in. And then, you know, he told mm-hmm. us the tip about putting Apple boxes under the frame. Yeah. Because so we were, we were concerned about, uh, you know, we were shooting with a tripod instead of car mounts. And so there was definitely a concern about the car bouncing differently than the, the camera. Right. Cause you know, getting some bounce in there is fine. You're driving. Like it makes sense. It's actually, if it's completely smooth, you yeah, you do want some of it, but what you don't want is the camera and the car to be bouncing differently. And so he told us the way to do it is you take some Apple boxes and you basically shove it underneath the car. So the car bounces the same as the trailer. Yeah. And then you're on your tripod and the tripod bouncing the same as the trailer. It's ratcheted down yeah. to the, to the Apple boxes. Well, yeah. it's ratcheted down to the trailer and then right. there's Apple boxes underneath stopping it. Right. Yeah. So it bounces along with the tripod. Yep. And we, we never would have known that on our own. No, it would have been bouncing differently. It would have looked kind of awkward. It would look like soft ghosty bounces with hard bounces. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, he was just a huge help and highly recommend, you know, hiring a grip that knows what they're doing with a process trailer because mm-hmm. it was pretty new to us, even though we did get the compliment at the end that it seemed yeah. like we had done it before. Yeah. 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 Ron, yeah, uh, well. Ron told me at the end of the shoot that he's like, he's like, you know, I, I wasn't entirely sure what to expect because you told me you guys hadn't done this before. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, you guys knocked out. We got finished an hour early uh, on that night because Ron had a flight at 5 a.m. I'm like, dude, I will get you out of here by like one ish. Yep. And we, we were done with all our shots by one. That's perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. So he was happy. The crew was happy. There was one point where we almost got hit. Yeah, I, I, looking, I didn't even know about it. I heard about it later because you guys were on the back of the truck with the mm-hmm. with the wireless. There's, there's a seat up there, mm-hmm. yeah, and a bar. And then I was on the trailer, and then I had my AC on the trailer, and then I had one BTS crew at a time on the trailer with me as well. And then of course the actors were right. in the, were in the car on the trailer. And I look over at Mike's face when we're doing this turn, and his eyes were huge, and just bright light was hitting him. Like, oh man. And I look at, and this car was flying through. So we were turning left. Is that and that, car, and that car was coming straight? So that car should have yielded, and because we had cops escorting us right. in the front and back. Yeah, which was super helpful. Yeah, like, it was so. I mean, I, I knew we needed one cop, but uh, when they said there was gonna be, they had to have a second one. I was like, I don't know why, but it made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they needed the guy in the front to kind of like clear people for us and then the guy in the back to stop people from passing us exactly um because that can get that can get dangerous uh they did an awesome awesome job though and it was helpful and it was also just very cool to be riding around on a trailer with camera gear and cops like escorting you like we had the right away yeah we had the right away (laughs) it was really cool (laughs) clear way for our movie please yeah well we actually did have the right away because the cops were blasting through stuff and and they were under our control and yeah i I, was super nice to have them like it was really really a cool experience it really was and they weren't even that expensive no yeah no they were it was and they were super cool and it was just something that again you think of doing as a kid you're mm-hmm. like you see process trailers and, and oh. it was pretty much a dream come true i mean there were multiple times you know we we got on there and started driving around like me and you would look at each other we and just started looking at each other and we're like oh my god are we actually doing this and yeah. like we were like i was seriously like a kid i was having the time of my life on there totally and all of it was cool and all of it felt cool 
it was so reassuring to look at that damn monitor mm-hmm. and see what the frame looked like. Yeah. Because it turned out it turned out so good. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. There's some really, really, really cool shots we got out of there. Not just, you know, we, we filmed a, like a conversation in the car first. But then after that, and, and all that stuff looks great. But then after that, we were getting like some individual like driving shots for, for some montages and stuff like that. So that stuff looks so cool. It looks so cool. It's so unique. It looks real. That's it does. It totally thing. looks real. Yeah. And we had a tarantula. So we did pickups and we won't get too into night five because mm-hmm. it was just kind of a couple of us. But yeah. we just did some car mount pickups with a tarantula. And I honestly still am glad that we chose the tripod with the trailer other than yeah. the tarantula. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it, even if we had car mounts, there would have been a couple we would have had to do on tripods anyways. Exactly. Like we couldn't get every single angle. And with, then with the either, bounces uh, would have been inconsistent. Totally. Yeah. So but that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because we couldn't have gotten everything with a tarantula and like a hostess tray. Like there's just some angles that some to, things you just kind of go old school and then mm-hmm. you know i was holding the camera down as hard as i could because there were some parts on the road that were bumpy right right and then i had my my grips you know flashing their slate and um yeah flags in front of the lights and it made it look it like, looks it looks perfect like some of the shots i've seen so far i was like all right yeah checked out pretty nicely yep so yeah. it's just it was just a really cool experience it just felt very cool i'm like probably kind of the first time in the whole sh- whole shoot where i'm just like we're making a movie man yeah. like we're making a movie like other people and are the, seeing us making a movie and at that point it was solidified because we had seen test footage yeah we knew it was working yep. we knew we were recording everything just like yep. as good as we could yeah we'd ironed out any highest the format, we had. highest codec yeah. highest way possible to get that solid state yep. drive to record that raw footage yeah and man, it, it colors up. So it, like we've hired a colorist to actually, you know, do the coloring. I've just done some very simple stuff on my own. And even that looks really, really yeah. good. I don't have to barely, like, I tweak the curves a little bit, crush the blacks a little bit. And it just, it looks great. Yeah. I like how, you know, we, this turned into like, it's supposed to be like a learning thing. Mm-hmm. And all we've done is just talk about how good it went and how cool it looks. I'd, it's it's still, <laughs> it still blows my mind how smoothly things went. That's the thing. And I think it does go back to that first episode with pre-production. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we had another year to, to, really yeah hone in to and really think about all out. our problems yeah. yeah and it just went to show that we never got behind on time and then we did like i said a fifth night and yeah. we just did some drone pickups and of the city and then we did some car mount shots with a tarantula yeah other than that i mean that was wrapped on jump seat i yeah. know the last shot we got was for the title card yeah for the title card for the title card and it was uh in a rearview mirror of, of something hanging in the window there. And it was just Ron driving yeah. around this car. Me, me Ron, not, yeah. not a other driver. Not Ron. other Ron. And we, uh, we were filming it and it was just me and you in the car. And you're like, well, that's a wrap. And I was like, man, we really lost all yeah. our crew. Yeah. It was so funny. Cause like the first night, uh, even though the rooftop scene was, was pretty small, we had a massive amount of people. Cause it was the first night totally. of shooting. And then gradually over the course of the shoot, it got smaller and yeah. smaller and smaller until uh, the last night it was me, you and Howard Hong. Yeah. And, and we didn't need anyone on purpose. Like, no, Oh, yeah. And we didn't want, we weren't going to pay anyone. Yeah. So we just went and got a last, the last few shots. Cause we didn't need everyone there. Yep. And it was just funny. Cause it's like, that's a wrap. <laughs> and if there's Yay. two of us in the car. Yay. Cool. Yay. Good job. Everybody. Everyone <laughs> left on us. <laughs> yep. Uh, we did yell a rap on night four. Though. We did. Oh man. And, and then was... I went home and slammed a beer, I think. Nice. Yeah. Right. Drink to that. Oh no, it was a Moscow mule is what it was. Drink to that. Yeah. Oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah, you had one too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> while we were transferring footage, it was only five well, in the morning, so well, I was and I sh- a little tired. And I showed you my. Uh, I had a very basic assembly cut that you watched that night. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Dude. I mean, it was very, very rough and still oh, kind of a mess. Ex- oh yeah, but, I mean, but it's it's the assembly. But so. it, but that was the point that it went from 
uh, the film went from not existing to existing right. and now it's there. And then, you know, then you can, I'll talk about more of this, more of this in the post-production phase, but that's basically at that point I had my lump of clay and I could start actually working on the sculpture. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so reassuring for it first off to be done, even mm-hmm. though it went so well and smooth. Yeah. I'm excited for people to see it. Like uh, me too. I'm, but I am glad it's over. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it took up, you know, pretty much every waking thought for me, if I was like doing something else, it was still in the back of my mind. So being able to, and even though, you know, like I still have a lot of work to do on it. Um, 90% of like the stress and thinking about it has kind of like melted away from my brain. Yeah. And, and now I'm just thinking about shaping the shaping the film. Yeah. And I've, what I've seen of it so far in a rough state, I'm already proud of that work. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You should be. You did so a great job. thanks dude. So I'm, I'm really stoked. And honestly, like Again, there were really, there was a couple of small minor hiccups on this production day. And other than that, I literally have nothing negative to say. I know. Besides, I I want to make it again. And I highly encourage anyone listening to, if they have, if they want to make a short film or a film, a feature or a pilot or something, just go and do it. And honestly, try as hard as you can because it really can show. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I treated this like, um, like it might be the last film I ever get to make. And so I wanted to put everything into it. I could, you know, come up with all like the, the cool shots I'd wanted to do, spend all the time on it, you know, and I forgot where I was going with that. And you know what I think that means? It means it's time to wrap up. Yeah. It means, <laughs> <laughs> it means I'm out of things to say. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the production episode of jump seat. Uh, we're super stoked to have this little three yeah. or four part mini series. Yeah. I think next week we're going to talk about post-production and then the yeah. following week we can do like a round table with yeah. the other uh, producers and chat about that. So we got this little series going on and then of course we'll get back to your regularly scheduled. Content. That's right. Although I'm sure we'll just be talking about it all the time yeah. <laughs> from here on well, forward. What's funny is like, yeah, we're going to talk about it and then they're going to watch it and be like, Oh yeah, uh, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know all this stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, thank you guys so much again. And if you'd like to leave us an awesome, positive review on your listening Love platform that. of choice. Love yeah. that. Podcast. There's many platforms to listen on. And choose one. Choose one wisely. Give us a good rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm spent. I feel like it's five in the morning. Seriously, we yeah, if we did uh, recorded three episodes today. Yeah, we've done three. It's been a long day for sure. Yeah, definitely. And so we're gonna let you go. Cannot wait for you guys to get to see the movie. Um, hit us up if you have any questions. You know, if there's anything more you want to know. Um, Check but, the links in the description. Yeah, and otherwise, we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.